Hey everybody, this is Uncle Dad here, and you're about to listen to the newest episode, episode 3 of Uncle Dad Talks. Uh, I am just here to kind of give you a brief introduction. Uh, the reason why we're going to be kind of doing it this way, just for this episode, this won't be the case going forward. Uh, it's just the way we had to record it, we had to record it through a third-party uh, service. So this is going to be a little different, but for the most part, it's going to be the same. It's going to have the same flow and ebb to it. It's going to be pretty great. Um, but before all that, I, we got to get to some announcements. Things have been moving pretty quickly here at uh, Uncle Dad. And one of the biggest things is that we are officially on iTunes. If you haven't heard that yet or if you haven't uh, seen it on the Instagram yet, I just want to make that kind of throw it out there. We are officially on iTunes. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, the iTunes Store. Literally just look us up under Uncle Dad Talks and Uncle Dad Comics. Once you find us, please hit that subscribe button. Give us the greatest five stars if you like. Leave us a review. Leave us a funny joke in that review. Maybe we'll read the joke on the air. Like just please, please have fun with it. Please support us. I, this has been such a fun passion project that kind of seeing it move as quickly as it has, you know, it's 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 just very it's a very rewarding experience to kind of hear that everybody's having a good time with it, and especially during these times where life can be a little rough right now. It's nice that we have something to kind of help keep us motivated and keep us going. And as you did, if you haven't listened to episode two yet, please get out there listen to it because it does announce something very special. We are going to be essentially publishing our first comic book. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, get out there, download it, listen to it right now. It's a good one. I can't recommend it enough. More announcements. Today's, uh, this whole entire intro is going to be about announcements. So we officially are sponsored by three different companies. So basically, let's start off with this. Uh, our first one, and this is probably like the most ex- one of the most exciting ones we have, for sure. Uh, when we first started the show, we used music from Soundstripe. Now, we've only been, we're only two episodes in, but I am so happy to announce we are officially partners with Soundstripe. Now, what is Soundstripe? Now, for those who don't know, Soundstripe is this awesome platform where you can just go to it, and if you're a content creator of any type, any type of content creator, you can actually download and listen to all these amazing indie songs or beats or whatever they, whatever kind of music you like, more likely it's on there. You can take that music, license it, and put it in your video, in your podcast, in your music, whatever you want. You got yourself your own personal producer completely all to you. It is so great. You can even use some of the songs that I've used. It doesn't matter. You can license them however however you please. Soundstripe is a great, great platform. Now, let's say you don't even you know create any music or create anything creative, <laughs> if you will. Then you can even go out there, still go to that website, and just listen to the music, create a playlist, listen to these awesome independent artists, get to discover new music that you might not have realized you like. I just can't express how exciting this is. Just get out there. You gotta check it out. So here's the best part. If you go to our website, UncleDadComics.com, uh, towards the bottom of the homepage, you're going to see a sponsor section. And that sponsor section is going to have an icon for uh, Soundstripe. Click that icon. That'll take you straight to their website. The best part is you will be able to save 10% off your first month. So there's different subscription plans. You gotta kinda take a look, see who fits your personality for your lifestyle better. Uh, but if you want, you get 10% off just by using the code UncleDad10. Yeah, it's a Great deal, great offer. Try it out for a month. See what you think. Have a good time with it. You're gonna save ten percent. Like that's pretty good. I'm basically giving you money back. Like that's during this time right now, everybody needs money back. So hey, take that money. So please get out there. Uh, go check the link on our website. Use the promo code. Get out there. Support us. Support Soundstripe. Let's. It's, and if you if you don't create, maybe think about curating. This is the best time to do so. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna be our our first and foremost foremost uh, partner right now. So our next sponsor is MultiverseComicBox.com. Now, what they provide is a monthly comic book subscription box that is literally a mystery until they arrive. Now, here is the coolest part about this the, this amazing concept. So comic book mystery boxes have been around for a while. But what they do differently is they allow essentially you to pick the best subscription to fit your budget. So let's say you want your, to guarantee yourself something awesome, something CG, uh, CGC, something something by CBCS, something that you know is going to be in graded condition. Check it out. You can literally get a subscription box guaranteeing you one of those. You literally have multiple options to getting the highest grade comic out there. And if you don't know what the CGC or CBCS is, just so you know, basically it's a process where you ship it out to the centers. They go ahead and look, the, these professionals go over and look at these, this comic they evaluate it the best they can, and they press it into a, a basically like a plastic slab. Once they press it in that slab, that comic will forever be 
that condition. It'll never change. It'll never ever change. You can literally uh unless the world ends and you know your house gets on fire, it'll probably burn through that. But other than that, you literally don't have to worry about anything. It's gonna always be hundred and ten. Always gonna be nine point eight, nine point six, whatever. Now let's say you don't want you don't really care about great comics. Whatever. You can literally get just different types of uh comic books. You can get one with twelve comics, twenty six comics, forty comics, all for different price points. And the best part is Every time you sign up, you're getting you're gonna get three uh, bonus mystery items. They can literally be trading cards, keychains, toys, stickers, maybe some bonus prints, maybe some posters. Who knows? You can literally get just tons of different stuff inside these comic book boxes, and they're such a great value. The prices vary; everything is different. Go check them out. If you go to our website, UncleDadComics.com, on the very bottom of our our page, you'll see where it says our sponsors. You'll see Multiverse Comics. Click that. A button there opening it straight to the website sign up check them out sign up for at least a month give it out i mean you can't 24.99 for 12 comics is such a steal especially if you're if you're just a an up-and-coming creator who wants to read comics and get inspired by them somebody who wants to collect more comics and just wants to see what they can get or somebody who wants to get cb uh, a, a cgc graded comic or a cbcs graded comic for an affordable price with other bonus comics why not you have an option for that too. I mean, there's tons of different options for you. I just can't recommend it enough. Get out there. Go check them out. Multiversecomicsbox.com. You can go to them directly or you can go straight to them through our website as well. And that's uncledadcomics.com. Now, we've got all the promotions out the way. Baby Gabe's going to end it strong with a very, very big announcement for our last sponsor. Let me just kind of get you in the mood for the show, if you will. Our first big time interview, if you will. Not to say Mike wasn't ha- uh, Mike Hampton wasn't big time, but this guy, this next person you, uh, you're about to hear, was on TV, and he has been around the essentially the comic book world for a long, long time. Uh, he has his own mega podcast. Uh, he's uh, very good friends with a mega director. Yeah, I can't stress like how awesome this guy was. I, I tell you, he was he was much more fun than words can describe. Like he was just such an all around great guy, and we hope to have him on the show again. And you're gonna, I'm pretty sure you know who it is already because I'm pretty sure we're gonna go in and put it in the title. So I'm just gonna say Ming Chen is on the show of, of AMC's Comic Book Men. If you don't know AMC's Comic Book Men, go to Amazon Prime right now. Go stream all seven seasons. Uh, check him out because I tell you that that show is hilarious. The best character period though, or not even character, best person on that show because it's a reality show. It's based on you know some some dudes who work at Kevin Smith's comic book shop in Red Bank, New Jersey, and it's kind of the shenanigans they get into. And Ming Chen was always the guy they kind of picked on, but you know what? Ming kind of proves that he's he's not just a little runt to be picked with. He's a, he's an overall funny guy. Uh, he's a lot of fun to talk to and. Yeah, and we, we, we want him on the show again. So please, enjoy the show. Until next time, as always, stay safe and love each other. Take care. Yeah, I'll let you guys kick this off. And uh, I'm here. Ask anything, man. Right. Yeah, so really with us, uh, what we try to do with these interviews that we started, uh, we just had our first interview uh, literally last week. But what we would like to do is get people who have worked or in someone involved in the comic book industry and then kind of hear their story. Um, so for us, you know, since obviously, you know, you were on comic book men and then I just kind of want to hear your story of what everything led up to in that point. So kind of what, what got you to that point? You know, obviously, I know some of your background, so yeah. So um, people who don't know me and see me at Comic-Cons or comic-related things who have never seen the show, like, oh, man, are you an artist? Are you a creator? Right. Are you like what? Well, like, uh, you know, do you have any books? Have you put on any books that I could read? I'm like, whoa, 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 back up. <laughs> I can't draw. And, <laughs> and I... I don't really write particularly well and they're so they're like well why are you here then and i was like all right so i'm known for uh a pr- loving and appreciating comics and pop culture yes and like I, I i try to instill that i was like man i i like i have no talent i didn't have to write or create anything i became somewhat famous for just lo- just loving comics and pop culture yeah absolutely and yeah. and you know the people who haven't seen the show are like well how did how did that work how did you how how are you people how do you get known for just liking something i'm like well you know it's a it's a long story but it's a good story so um uh you know back when i was a kid uh i would read comic books and i would play video games and everyone up from my mom and dad up to you know people who thought they knew better were like what are you doing you're you're getting you're too old for comics <laughs> playing so many video games go out um study hard get a degree like get a real job because no one's ever going to pay you to read comic books 
and play video games. Right. Uh, which we know now in 2020 is completely not true. There completely. are yep. oh, esports, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, competitors and Twitch superstars making a ton of money <laughs> and mm-hmm. YouTube stars making a ton of money. Um playing video games and then you know they're youtube stars and uh, i guess guys like us who never lost that love for comics and pop culture and didn't thank god we didn't listen to those people and uh, somehow i wound up on tv just because i liked all this stuff so um yeah so i you know my, the the message is if you love this stuff don't you know don't let anybody tell you not to do it or that it's just for kids right. or if you're old for it because uh you know more chances are you may be able to somehow make a living at it um it may seem unconventional at first there somehow some way especially now with all these avenues for self uh you know for people creating content on their own um, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Know oh, yeah what will hit or what audience you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna find so and uh, yeah I, i've been very lucky just because i loved all this stuff uh you know i i i love spider-man i love marvel comics i love dc i love all the movies um you know I, I, you know anything from uh you know star trek to you know studio ghibli films to right. like everything uh i've been able you know i've been lucky enough to meet the people the real people the real talents right you know and all this you know guys from you know stan lee and jim lee and uh you know uh neil adams and um uh you know all the great comic book right. creators to uh people who have you know the building blocks of our pop culture um our pop culture like pyramid, you know, for any uh, Billy D. Williams and Peter Mayhew from Star Wars, or Ralph Macchio from Karate Kid, like, and, and so, it, it, and and I got to, you know, I got I get to work with Kevin Smith. So, and, and this all stemmed because I didn't, you know, because I just did what I love. So, for anybody listening out there, yeah, stick, stick with it. Um, you know, if you love creating YouTube videos, create the YouTube videos. If you love podcasting, create uh, podcasts. Uh, if you like live streaming. Um, you know, there, it's so easy to do now with the technology available. Like literally all you have to do is kind of, you know, get a little couple things together and just decide that you want to do it. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Especially with like right now with all of us having so much time. And that's literally where this uh, this whole Uncle Dad comics like sprung from. It's just like, you know, I have all these comics, but we have, we have nothing but time. And I want to like just and I know people who work in the industry, too. So it's like I want to get involved in that and talk about their stories and kind of get understanding of that. And when we talk about comics, we don't just talk about like, oh, who's you know who's better at that who's better at whatever it's it's more about like how the real issues in comics come convey into life so for example we just did an episode about uh pandemics in comics and we talked a lot about walking dead why the last man and uh, spider island spider island yep yeah and uh and we actually missed one and somebody called me out on it and i want to bring that up really quickly we totally missed talking about crossed and we'll we'll bring that up in another episode but that's okay. that's, that's it was like pandemics 2.0 yeah, right. Two point yeah. of what we missed. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it uh, is interesting. Uh, um, people have asked me. It was like, well, are we going to get pandemic-related storylines from now on? Yeah, and um, uh, yeah, it was weird. My, me and Mike kind of disagreed on this. He's like, he was like, ah, we lived through it. You know that you know maybe they'll mention it here and there. Like I don't, mm-hmm. he didn't think there would be storylines, and I'm like, you're wrong, man. Like there, oh, yeah. this pandemic brought up so many uh you know so many what ifs if you will so totally. with the pandemic do supervillains take advantage of it you know everyone's saying oh, right all the businesses are still there do the supervillains go and take advantage of everybody staying at home uh which supervillains are immune to the coronavirus or a pandemic right and which ones don't care and uh you know i was like of course they would take advantage of it you know storefronts with uh you know valuable uh, you know gold bars or whatever mm, whatever right, uh, right yeah of course they're gonna go and grab them and no one you know no uh and then you know everyone everyone's wearing a mask so you know how do you tell who's who uh, or you know it's kind of ironic now that everyone's wearing masks whereas before only superheroes and villains kind of wore masks to hide their identity <laughs> Uh, there, I think they're, the the storylines are infinite, and of course, comic books are always a reflection of real life. So, Absolutely, yeah. oh, definitely. Bring a pandemic uh, related storylines, but yeah, that's interesting. Uh, things like Walking Dead and Why the Last Man, yeah, crossed were kind of blueprints as to what you should and shouldn't do. You know, I feel that us as comic book fans were better prepared. Yes, for, <laughs> for sure, because we read those books. Uh, right. That uh, you know, maybe you know, maybe we want to create uh, some kind of emergency stockpile. Um, maybe we should go out and get 
uh, bladed weapons that can behead people. Um, you know, maybe uh, maybe we should start, you know, uh, building up walls or communities or, you know, whatever. I think uh, we, we, we're way better prepared than oh, this person who doesn't absolutely. read comics. So yet another reason to read comic books for sure. Absolutely. Right. I mean, anyone who, you know, uh, reads comics, plays video games, even like I read Why the Last Man, I've played uh, The Last of Us, I'm ready for whatever comes. Or even like you have that stockpile of entertainment, if, you know, for when you're you're stuck at home. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah, you have uh, <laughs> hours upon hours of books, uh, video games, either downloaded or physical or physical media. Uh, yeah. And that's I, I think that's important, too. Um uh, you know, we're, we're, we're not allowed to be near each other. So, you know, mm -hmm. what, what do you do? Do you go and, and binge watch all those shows that you've been meaning to watch and start knocking things off your list? Uh, do you go read that pile of comics you hadn't gotten to or, or go back, go back to old classics? Uh, yeah. It's a, I think it tells a lot about a person, um, you know, or, uh, how they, how they spend this kind of forced free time that they've been given it's forced free time i know <laughs> yes right? exactly it, it sounds so awesome too it's like you know oh you get to stay home and do nothing but it's like nope that's not that great <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean it comes down to what you make it the you know out of your time if you're absolutely like, do yeah. that yeah. yeah for sure so uh yeah if anybody has been following me like this is what i've been doing to stay sane i've been live streaming with people mm -hmm. i've been podcasting and uh yeah uh, a few weeks ago, me and Mike were like, hey, why don't we see if other people want to, you know, maybe we can jump into other people's podcasts as well. Um, I admire you guys for uh, podcasting and not only starting, but uh, you keep going. You found a way to keep going. And uh, I think that that says a lot, too. I know there are a lot of people start podcasts and for the most part, they do it. Um, they do it in the same room. They get get together, right? And uh, that's the way I prefer to do it. I prefer to be face to face with people. Um, in this world, we really don't see our friends that much anymore. We're either, you know, uh, texting on devices or posting on social media. So, uh, you know, it's kind of why we started uh, a podcast studio was to get people together physically. Uh, but now that we're not allowed to do it. I'm yeah. like, oh man, how do we, what do we do now? It's like, okay, maybe we can live stream with people uh, through the internet. Uh, my worry was it wouldn't be the same. Like the interactions wouldn't be the same. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, at, at its, at, at its core, I like to make fun of Mike to his face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tapsic right. or Walton Bryan. Like if I'm going to make fun of them and I'm sure right. they would say the same thing, uh, you know, they don't want to make fun of me through a computer screen. They want to do it where they can see my reaction <laughs> right there. But, um, you know, in a in a world where we're not allowed to do that, this it, it actually works out pretty well. You can you can bust someone's balls through uh, through a video through, through a computer screen. Oh, so, baby game knows that for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's actually opened up uh, kind of a whole world for everybody. Um, I mean, who is who is jumping on a Zoom call or live streaming eight weeks ago? You know, no, right, exactly. Right. Nobody really no, was. Yeah. Nobody was using Zoom. Really. I mean, they were using but, at least in the Bay Area out here. Oh, yeah. Know, yeah, Zoom is pretty standard, but like now everybody's using Zoom, right? So yeah, I, I hadn't touched it before all this. Yeah, and uh, you know it's it's not bad. It's pretty cool, and I love you know people are getting innovative with it. They're they're uh, whether it be entertainment, you know, they're playing games through yeah. it, getting together with their friends like that, and playing you know like an online game of Cards Against Humanity, yes, Jackbox game or something like that. Uh, or if they're just hanging out, a lot of people are doing like virtual happy hours. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I I love that. I, I love that. You know, you guys have found a way to create content and keep it going. So yeah, we were just joking around. It's like, man, if you did have a podcast, uh, you know, maybe you know, if you ever get bored of your co-host, then uh, hey, bring bring me and Mike on because we'll talk your ear off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, uh, here we are, and uh, you know, I, you got to find positives in these things. So like the you know we're we're quarantined, which is crazy. You know, yes. we're quarantined since like 1918. Yeah. Um. You know that uh, we're kind of we're able to make the best of it. Um, yeah. And uh, and you know, had it not happened, uh, you know, chances are on May 13th, 2020, we I wouldn't be talking to you too. You know, right. no. yeah. about our daily lives. So uh, uh -huh. I, I, I'm uh, I've, you know trying to trying to make the trying to find the positive and everything. Absolutely, I, I have to ask you: Have you ever thought about bringing the podcast studio to the Bay Area? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. But uh, you know what the rents are there, right? Oh yeah, I do know what the rents. Are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I mean, I would love to. I think it's, I think it's sorely needed. Um, and uh, I would love to bring, you know, our, our enthusiasm for for this format and our philosophy 
And, uh, you know, I, I feel that we have a leg up on everybody else. Uh, me and Mike, uh, thanks to Kevin Smith, have uh, have had like 10 years of head of uh, we, we knew this for, te- for 10 years. Right. Yeah. And uh, right. so we've kind of known the ins and outs and we've made all the mistakes. And uh, I think we could pass that on to other people so they don't make those same kind of mistakes uh, so they can get up and running uh, like almost immediately. So I, I would love to. I would love to bring a shared universe to uh the barrier. I have relatives in San Jose, Milpitas yeah. area. Uh, I have a couple of cousins uh, located right in downtown San Francisco. And uh, yeah, every time I go there, it's great. They're like, hey, we always have room for you. So if you need a place to stay, uh, you know, stay here. And they live, live in such great areas. I can literally walk out their door yeah. and in the heart of everything. And uh, right. yeah, so now I just have to master the BART system, which I, you know, isn't is pretty intuitive. And it's uh, okay, it's okay. Over here, a lot of us don't like it that much because it's incredibly dirty. But <laughs> yeah, it's funny if you watch comic book man, uh, Walt Flanagan, he's not as say progressive as the rest right. of us are. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, he he, I think um, when he heard like, I think San Francisco is one of the first cities to ban like plastic bags. Yes. He was like, what? Yeah. The-? What? He was like, what's up with that? Like, uh, that's so San Francisco. So he's not high yeah. as high up uh, as uh, he's not high on San Francisco as say the rest of us are. Yeah. I'm a di- I'm a diehard tell him Steve Dave fan. And okay, so, so you know all this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah I know how he feels about <laughs> and, that. Yeah, I, I just I shake my head, man. I just, I love how I not only do I love how progressive San Francisco is, but I just love the vibe there. I love the attitude. Um, I remember taking I took my first ride share in San Francisco way back in January 2014. Um, I was like Lyft, Uber. What is this? What like, is this? Right. <laughs> I, I download an app and then someone will pick me up and like I can track the, where the car is and it's way cheaper than a cab. Like oh, let's let's give this a shot. And the first you know like the first 10, 15, 20 rides were so smooth. I'm like I'm never taking a cab again. Uh, <laughs> and, you know we're, and you know this is six years ago. I don't know if Walt Flang has ever taken an Uber or Lyft before. I don't think he had like period. <laughs> and I would love to like roll a camera on him as he takes his first one. Because if you on paper, it's like, yeah. okay, you book a stranger's car in an app and they come and they pick you up and they take you somewhere. <laughs> and you know, Walt, he's pretty close minded. He's like, what? I'm getting some stranger's car. Like what if, uh, <laughs> what if you know, of course he's always worst case scenario. Like what if they kidnap me? Right. What if they rip me off. Like, I don't know what they're charging me. It's like, why well, I put my credit card in this thing. Uh, right. Right. So many different <laughs> questions. It's like, what if they try to talk to me even, I think that might be his biggest fears. He isn't like talking to a stranger. Right. 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 Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. So that would be one thing I would love to document is this very first uh like uber ride that would be that'd awesome be to, get, to, to get all those cats from telling steve dave in there and then you in there that'd be awesome yeah yeah <laughs> I know brian's taking them um, uh uh brian's taking uh, a bunch of them although when brian takes it it always seems to go wrong like i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> and uh that's just like that's just the brian johnson like way of life like, <laughs> totally, totally, yeah, yeah. he tries to do it something always goes wrong whether it be trying to order a hamburger with no tomato or whatever <laughs> I, I i heard that and that blew my mind i was like and he said it very clearly and i was like how how do they not understand that <laughs> I swear they almost do it on purpose. Like, yeah. let's put ketchup or tomato on his hamburger, and then let's see him go crazy and start kicking in doors and stuff. Oh it's, my god! It's yeah. Um, but you know, and then one step above that, I uh, um, Airbnb. Forget about it. You would never get <laughs> Walt Flanagan into a stranger's house. Uh, but I would love to document that as well. So I'm oh gonna. My god. I might suggest this sometime. It's like let's go. You like you pick the place. And let's just see what happens. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's please, a YouTube please. channel right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. There used to be a TV show called uh, "An Idiot Abroad" with uh, Carl Pilkington, who worked with Ricky Gervais. Oh my God, I think um, I remember that. Yeah, that was a long time ago, right? Yeah, where uh, the yeah. Uh, yeah, where their friend Carl was very much like Walt, closed-minded, like yeah. only eat, like three things, and they would make him go to like African villages and all this weird stuff mm-hmm. and uh, and see what happened. Yeah, like, dude, yeah. that would be awesome with Walt. Yeah, that, that could be on uh, the TSD. Uh, uh, Patreon too, right? <laughs> yeah. I, if I if I phrase it like that, I was like, oh man, this would be great page uh, yeah. Patreon content. He would be down for it. There you go. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, he wouldn't do it. But um, yeah, I'm noticing Walt is 
uh, at least creatively, he's coming up with a lot of things where he's like, hey, Ming, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm like, really? Uh, <laughs> and, you know, he, he wants me and Mike in, too. He's like, would you ever be, would you consider being involved in this project and working? I'm like, dude, absolutely. I've wanted to do this for years, but I, I knew you would say no. <laughs> but if he comes up with it, like, I'm totally in. So Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so to bring it back to the comics very yeah. quickly, we were talking about villains and whatnot. Um, who do you think would be the first villain to seize on the pandemic? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, you could go as simple as, uh, you know, like the Sandman would definitely, you know. As, oh, yeah. 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 You know, uh, definitely, definitely Catwoman. Like anybody who has a heist background yeah. would definitely. Yeah. Although I think it'd be almost too easy for them, you know. Totally, it would be too easy because who's going to stop them, right? Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. But I think, uh, you know, I think guys like Lex Luthor would definitely not only capitalize on it, but find a way to uh, uh, make money off of it for sure and use it uh, to take over the world for sure. Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, the, uh, these guys who maybe not, I, I think a lot of guys who not necessarily have superpowers, but are evil geniuses. Right. Definitely jump in and uh try to try to take advantage um but yeah I, initially i'm like okay they uh, anybody who uses their villain powers for financial gain they would be all over it immediately oh, absolutely yeah, 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 yeah definitely. absolutely um although i think companies like LexCorp would probably be on the ropes right now too um uh, i think they would realize a lot of their corporations depend on people and society functioning Right, right. Bring their products, yeah, for sure. Or even good guys like you know, like Booster Gold. You know, like what a kind of no economy going around right now. There's no real reason to market or advertise, or you know, so like yeah, yeah. it's it's such an interesting concept and uh you know although they've brought it up in walking dead and why the last man and a couple other ones you haven't read a lot of kind of pandemic storylines you know you've kind of seen some loose right. end of the end of the world scenarios but like this pandemic is so crazy like you couldn't even really imagine it happening almost you know t t totally yeah and it, it does feel even surreal now right like i mean yeah. i know like in our area the la county is going to take their shelter at home all the way till july and i'm it's, it's just insane, insane. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, you know, I've been there many times. Uh, you know, uh, Kevin moved out there in 2002. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, it's just so packed there. It's so crowded. Yeah. People are always out, uh, you know, working out at a gym or buying donuts or at a food truck <laughs> or, right. you know, just consuming. Right. And oh, yeah. Consuming and living. And uh, it, it was really hard to imagine not only a world where, you know, L.A. just kind of shut down. You're not allowed to go anywhere. Uh, but my friends and I have a joke. We, we kind of live in a world where it's celebrity. Like nobody really cares right now whether right. they're famous or not. You know, they don't have these teams making them up. Uh, they don't have any premieres to go to. They don't have any place where they're, there's paparazzi snapping them. Uh, you know, no, no one really, no one really cares anymore. But people really care more about survival right now. And it's a, it's a interesting, it's definitely interesting for sure. And uh, yeah, I, I always called LA like another. It's like, I was like, oh, LA's like such another planet. It's not even, it doesn't really exist as a city in, in, in on Earth. Like you go there, you, you think you're, you're on another planet or something. Just people are so weird. Yeah, LA is definitely very unique. And speaking of unique, I wanted to also ask you. I know you went to Stockton Con last I year. Did. Yes. So I'm actually originally from Stockton. So I have to ask you, what was your opinion of that place? I had a lot of fun at Stockton Con. Um, now, before going out there, uh, I had a little experience with Stockton. Um, uh, I mean, it's a weird, quick story, but uh, my family is Asian. So way back, I think in 97, um, the Chinese government was taking over Hong Kong. Right. And the fear was that Hong Kong was going to turn communist. So uh, all the people who had money in Hong Kong was gonna, were going to immigrate to the United States to escape all that. So... Uh, a lot of Asia, uh, forward-thinking Asians started buying up property in the California area, uh, hoping to either sell or rent it to rich uh, Hong Kong transplants. <laughs> well, my family actually got pulled their money together and bought some property in Stockton. Really? Uh, which they ended up um, renting out for years. Uh, I think they've sold it. Sure. But we ended up taking a couple of trips to Stockton. I remember when I was a kid, you know. Uh, I was like, well, I was like, where are we? Like, where <laughs> I looked around and there wasn't, you know, there isn't really much to see. I guess you know, back really. strip malls and you know, wasn't wasn't really uh, hopping over there. I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. I guess, like, can we go home now? <laughs> so, I hadn't been back there since, so I was like, "Wait, there's a con in Stockton, California." Like, I I totally want to go, and I got invited out there, not knowing what to expect. Um, I think somebody had warned me that it was like the ninth or tenth most dangerous city in America. It's yeah. up there. 
Yeah. Uh, and I got there and it, you know, it seemed it, 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 I walked around, it seemed fine to me. I didn't, you know, I, I, I think the danger was, I guess there's a lot of gang and maybe some drug activity out there. Yeah, and that, yeah, lots of, yeah. That's where all the statistics come from, but I'm like, all right, I'm not looking to join a gang. <laughs> I'm not looking to anger any gangs and I'm not looking to score any drugs. So I, sh- I just want to buy comic books. So, right. uh, but the con itself was amazing. I, uh, you know, I, I, it was, um, it was at an arena and yeah. uh, I, I'd never been there before. And uh, I had a few friends, I think, who had worked it, but I didn't know what kind of crowd, you know, you, you always wonder what fandom is like totally. in, in different parts of the world. Um, usually in major cities, you expect to be pretty big. Uh, you know, San right. Diego, LA, mm-hmm. New York, Seattle, uh, the fandom's pretty big. But Stockton, I was like, wow, are there any comic shops out here? Do, you know, do people play like Magic the Gathering out here? Do people watch anime? Like what's what's it like out here? And I found out it was, it was pretty strong. Like a lot of people came out for that con. I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised for sure. I I would totally go back. I think uh, I think they're hinting at maybe bringing me back this year. Okay, everything shut uh-huh. down. So and I know it's still in right. August. It could happen. So, yeah. uh, but I I had a, I had a great time. I, I kind of wish I could have spent more time there. I was kind of in I think late Friday night and I left Sunday night. So I was only there for about forty eight hours. But I, I would like to spend more time there for sure. Did you go um, to anywhere like to eat or drink? I found this weird little dive bar outside of the convention center. Okay. I I, uh, I couldn't even tell you what it was called. Okay. Um, uh, I I know they had cheap beer and on certain days, like if you caught them at the right time, they would serve like pizzas. But okay, <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I I don't. Whenever I go to a con, like I like to explore the city. Like I right. don't like staying in the hotel. Um, I know a lot of the people who hang out at cons like to go down to the hotel bar, which yeah. I'll go down and have a drink. You know, maybe after the con and catch up with people, and then I'll round up people. I was like, hey, let's get out of here. Let's go see this city. Like where where do all the local people hang out? And let's go find some adventure. So uh, that's what we did. We found some. We found a dive bar not uh, within walking walking distance to the convention center, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up hanging out there. I went to a couple of coffee shops. I'm really into coffee, so okay. uh, I found a couple of cool coffee places. What I usually try to do if I have more time is I try to find all the comic book shops in a city okay, and visit them. And uh, you know, more often than not, like uh, like, and you know, I'll, I'll walk in. Like I'll walk in more often than that. The the owners will be like. What what are you doing? Are you being chairman comic book shop? And and it, usually they're like, Well, Flanagan let you out. <laughs> I had to go to a con today. But usually they're like, What are you doing here? I'm like, Why wouldn't I be here? You run, you know, I've heard, I heard you were the coolest comic shop in Stockton or wherever I'm at. Right. Uh, you know, well, I, I love talking to comic shop owners. I love talking about like how long they've been there. And what kind of struggles they've gone through, and what's selling, what's not selling, and uh, you know what what kind of crowd they get, and what kind of fandom is in that city. And uh, you know, I try to pick up a couple things there and help support them. And uh, you know, I usually what I try to do is like, hey man, can I take a photo behind your counter, like make it look like I'm working your store? <laughs> <laughs> make sure you tag us on Instagram or whatever. But uh, I, you know, I like to, yeah, you know, I, I really like to get in the the minds and heads of local owners and shops. Uh, for sure. So even if they're like three shops in one city, like I'll try to hit all of them in one day. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome, cool. Man. That's really cool. Yeah. You you get to view that local community outside of the the conventions. You know, yeah, sure. Not, not a lot of uh, people might not do. Yeah, the drawback of that is like you know I, I uh, my luggage is limited, so I know I can't pick up like you know like a <laughs> premium format statue or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> or even like a Walking Dead, uh, like an omnibus or a compendium. So you know I got to keep it the single issues. Or you know, like a small, like gentle giant bust or something. Yeah, yeah. So you just gonna put it and go. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I should add a question because uh, it crossed my mind uh, not that long ago. Because obviously, all these conventions are being delayed. Yeah. Right. Indefinitely, for all we know. But you start to see things like, uh, especially in like the video games, the BAFTAs, um, EGX started to do like a live stream of theirs. Yeah. Do you think there would ever be like uh, a bigger convention like San Diego Comic Con or New York Comic Con where they end up doing like a live stream version? So once they uh, once they canceled San Diego this year, um, there are already rumblings that are, all right, they're going to do an online version. So I think... I think they're trying. Uh, I think I think they're probably going to do it uh, for a couple reasons. Um, one to just kind of test out the, the technology to see if mm-hmm. anybody, if there's a market for it, and and there right. definitely is. Um, even if it's online, uh, it I mean it definitely doesn't replicate the experience of being at a con. Yeah, no, no, no. Definitely. Kind of, of course, going to a convention center, uh, seeing old friends, meeting, making new friends, uh, you know, meeting guests and creators, and you know, shaking their hands, getting a hard copy, like everything's tangible. 
uh, picking up oh, a yeah. comic that you've wanted, um, finding a toy that you've been looking for, uh, you know, just going through merchandise, seeing people hanging out with them. Um, nothing will ever replicate that <laughs> except for the experience itself. But that being said, uh, you know, you, you always look for alternatives when, you know, one door or, you know, when one, one avenue is closed. And, uh, you know, much like this, uh, of course, us being together in the same room, uh, podcasting, nothing can nothing can touch that. Nothing will replicate that. But we found a way to find the next best thing. So, um, so I know San Diego is definitely, uh, if not trying, like they're definitely going to have some kind of online presence. So, uh, that usually boils down to, um, uh, so live streamed panels where they get the talent together like this, right? Uh, six or eight people or whatever with a moderator, uh, where you can tune in via Twitch or YouTube or Facebook live and watch a panel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, a lot of these virtual cons have actually already popped up already. Um, yeah, I've seen some, you yeah. know. Yeah, I know of uh, probably about six or seven that have popped up and uh, they've had various success, whether people have actually tuned in or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess, you know, I mean, I don't even get, you know, the other goal for the cons is for vendors and artists and guests to go out. Uh, it's a business. So, they, you know, they, uh, they're trying to find a way where everyone can also make some money at it as well. Yeah. And I think that's where the tough part uh, comes into play. Uh, you know, you, you don't you don't want to buy stuff that you kind of see on a computer screen, uh, especially commission artwork. The con experience is where you can go and, and pick it up and talk to the creator. And, um, you know, that that definitely, you know, that's that's a huge selling point. So, uh, you know, I, while I think the online panels work out really well, no one has really has any scheduling conflicts right now. So right. Everyone's available. Yeah. and you can get these huge cast reunions together. Yes. Um, yeah, just, that's been did, going on. Yeah, I just saw uh, uh, that, that guy, Josh Gad, got together the Back to the Future cast. Yep. He reunited the Goonies. Community. And, um, yeah, yeah, community. Community. Uh, the um, yeah, The Office, which I, yeah, which I thought was great. So, uh, you know, so there's no excuse for anybody like, oh, I'm working on a movie right now. I can't make it. So that I think that part is pretty cool. But uh, I, yeah, so I, I think San Diego is going to make a go of it. And if that works out, I think people like New York, they'll have some kind of online presence. Um, they'll try to get vendors on there to sell their wares online and have artists go on where you can buy an, a commission online. I just don't think it's going to be nearly yeah. the same yeah. as a five-day, like, all-out, uh, you know, convention like San Diego or, or New York where you get something sent to you. And it's right. just the same. Um, and I, the question I've been getting a lot is like, hey, do you think a con will ever move virtually like 100%? Oh, or, I hope not. Only cons? And I'm like, no, without without this, without orders for us to stay apart, I don't think they'll ever move 100%. But I think it, we've kind of opened up a world where, um, you know, um, where if you can't go to like a San Diego, uh, because hotel rooms are hard to come by yeah right we're talking you know minimal if you're going even for a couple of days you're spending two three grand just to get there for tickets all that yeah. stuff definitely you can afford it you can tune in virtually to uh you know like a kevin smith hall h panel live right yeah and cool, not yeah. only that not only can you watch it but you can use a chat and maybe ask a question and your question will come up um, absolutely during the panel or maybe you can shoot a video uh question and uh, they'll put it up during the panel. So, you know, there's a level of interaction there. I think uh, I think that's great to make it more accessible to people oh, yeah. who can get out there. You know I, who does that is um, Blizzard. They do it. Um, Blizzard does it for the uh, you know, BlizzCon. Yeah. They'll do that virtual ticket, but it gives you the ability to you know, see all the panels, be a part of the community, and you get like a digital goodies for it for your games. Yeah. Something like that to what your point is, that that would be just amazing. Yeah. I mean, of course, leave it to a gaming, co- a high-end gaming company to figure it out first before anybody else does. Right. And that was like, yeah, exactly. That was like years ago right they started doing that so yeah, totally. this is why gamers are better man <laughs> <laughs> like way way. that's why you, that's why you gotta do both you just can't do one <laughs> yeah um so i think the catch for the virtual cons you know you can be like hey uh you know there's a firefly panel at eight eight o'clock you can mm-hmm. tune into that there's uh you know uh you know there's uh you know like an office reunion at nine and um I think the trick is, you know, so you'll get, of course, you get people in the office tuning into the office panel. People, uh, you know, um, the fans will tune into specific panels. I think the key is to somehow get them to hang out like all weekend, like at a con. You know, you don't leave the con. Right. You you kind of, you're at the con all weekend. And right. uh, I think that's the trick is to uh, have content that's so interesting or make some kind of model where you spend uh, more than a, an hour or two at the virtual convention. And uh, I don't think anyone's figured that out yet. I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know how you would do that 
um unless uh you know maybe through an oculus you could like <laughs> i mean <laughs> there you honestly, go that's a great idea yeah yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see like a virtual artist alley in like some way where you can just see yeah. like specific artists uh, artwork or like maybe you can, you know, it's not as good, but maybe it's, like submit a request for a commission and you can actually yeah. watch them as they're sketching it out. Oh yeah. yeah cool. that, that would be, that would be awesome. That, that would, I would totally be into. Um, I think, I don't think we're that far off from that. Um, yeah, but, yeah, uh, it would be cool. You know, I, I think someone's got to event the Oasis from Ready Player One. And then, oh yes. And, and, <laughs> I think that then it would work, but, yeah. and I know we're heading toward that, you know, not too far off in the near future, but we're not quite there yet. A right. sure universe should do it. Yeah. I invent the Oasis. Yeah. 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 There you go. I, I uh, just call it the shared universe. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that would be amazing. I wouldn't, we wouldn't even need an acronym. Have exactly. a new Patreon tier just for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the headset, the haptic gloves. Yeah. We could, uh, yeah, that would be, that would, that would be cool. Let me work on that. Like, I'm yeah. not a tech genius, though. Oh, um, man. And I'll invite that. And then, uh, yeah, I'll have a weird treasure, 80s themed treasure on at the end to win the fortune, like Willy Wonka. So I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, but my my, no. girlfriend, my girlfriend wants to say hi really bad. Oh, of course. Come on in. Of course. <laughs> she said, come on in. Come on in. Absolutely. Yeah. She's been standing by. Oh hi, Ming. I, I see you on Comic Book Men. I don't read comics, but I watch Comic Book Men, and you're great. You're a great actor. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I, I just got to play myself, so I'm very lucky. Yeah. How was it? Was it? Is it fun? Oh yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah, I mean, even getting made fun of was almost fun. But um, I mean, the, the way the way we we would talk to each other and make fun of each other, we've been doing that for twenty like geez, twenty four years now. So I was gonna say they really beat on you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I swear the first day I met uh, Brian Johnson and Walt Flanagan, like that's when it started. Like from moment one, they started making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> Nineteen ninety six when I met them, and it's gone. It's it's not stopped from. It's not stopped a minute since then. You don't you don't ever get your feelings hurt too bad, or is it all no. in good fun? It's all in good fun. Like I see what mess I see what messes Walt and, and Brian are, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> I do uh, listen to tell them Steve Dave. So yeah, so you get it. They're not, you know, they're kind of they're 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 not the best. They're, they're pretty horrible people. So <laughs> they're great guys. They have hearts. You know, every time every so often you see their hearts shine through, but they're pretty horrible people as well. So. Oh man, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> That's our soundbite right there, by the way. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're, uh, <laughs> they're pretty horrible people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like those are the two guys who should have invented like a game like Cards Against Humanity and uh, <laughs> beat them to it. <laughs> I can I can see Brian really really shining. <laughs> oh yeah, inventing cards for that game. I would see him making oh, that... cards that are too bad for the game. They're like, we can't put this in the game. Like, what <laughs> right? His 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 humor, his wit is just it's too quick. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And uh, yeah, even on the show, like he would say things on purpose that he knew would not make the show. <laughs> he oh, sure. I bet. So, sure. And he would do it on purpose just to make us laugh. And I'm like, and and we couldn't even, but I'm like, dude, you're wasting our time. But that was pretty funny. So, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but, it seemed like you guys had a lot of fun making the show. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh we, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you could tell how much fun we were having. For yeah, sure. yeah. So <laughs> awesome. I just wanted to say hi. Thank you. I'm glad you jumped in. For sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> There's some, I don't know, girl flair in there. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Wake up. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That was awesome. Thank you. Yes. Uh, thank you. I appreciate uh, oh, yeah, here. That's pretty cards against humanity, though. I like to see you guys play a uh, super fight as well. Oh man, yeah, the uh, yeah the the skybound. Yeah, uh, we have a copy back here, so uh, you know we you know I'm gonna see if we can get together and do that. Um, it uh, yeah, that's yeah. It's I mean it's such a simple game too. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, I got to visit the skybound office one time. Um, oh, really? doing a lot of Walking Dead conventions, and then Skybound yeah. kind of got involved, and they were kind of like, "Hey, if you're ever in LA, come stop by." So we got a tour of the offices, which was pretty cool. And then at the end, uh, usually if you get to visit a place like that, at the end the, they open up, you know, the prize closet. And they're like, "Hey, take whatever you want." Um, oh my god! Oh, that's cool. <laughs> uh, and I'm looking at, you know, they have so much cool stuff in there. I'm like, anything? They're like, yeah. So I grabbed like two compendiums. Wow. Does, but I was like, well, I might need these and a copy of Super Fight. And uh, yeah, I grabbed, I grabbed as much as I could carry. <laughs> 
so man jealous yeah <laughs> yeah that, at that point yeah if nothing that's one of the best things that come out of all this is uh most companies will be like oh you want a tour okay like you know let us know when you want to come down and then usually they'll let you usually you leave with something so oh, man. that's cool usually you leave with like a goodie bag or something which is uh yeah i can't complain about so one day baby gabe will be there yeah plus again plus getting to see all the behind the scenes too and, yeah, you know, the people like yeah, behind it. It's cool. Yeah, I got to visit uh the General Giant office one time and um oh, wow. they have like a they have a life size job of the hut in there, like oh, on his throne oh. and everything. So of course I had to lay down. I did my best principle <laughs> pose and I took a picture of that. So uh but it's pretty insane. They have like life size 3D printers in there, like all yeah. the crazy stuff. Wow. And um yeah, like I thought they just shipped everything out to China and it came back, but I saw guys like painting every like actually oh, really? details wow. on there. I'm like, that's that's crazy. So, uh, but yeah, if nothing, it made me more of a fan for sure. That's awesome. I, I know we don't have much time left, but I wanted to ask you, um, you in Comic Men, you guys all um, challenge each other to be who could get the part in that Troma movie. Yes. Whatever happened to that movie? Did it come oh, out? Uh, yeah, if you're, you, I guess we're a fan of Trauma. Um, I love Trauma. Boyd Parkman and uh, you know Toxic Avenger and and all that. So, yeah. uh, so if you watch the show, uh, we yeah we did a we did a challenge to see which one of the four of us had enough had the material to star in a Trauma movie, yes. and uh, I ended up winning. Yes. Um, yeah, I had to I had to spit green foam and and get my head crushed and uh, all yeah. the weird trauma stuff. Of course. And uh, yeah, so about a year and a half ago, uh, I get a call from Lloyd. He's like, "Hey, we're shooting the movie. You won the role. Can you come down for a day?" And I'm like, "Absolutely." So we end up going to uh, the set was at a bar in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, really? And I got in there and I was like, "Man, they trashed this place, man." <laughs> <laughs> outer everywhere and fake blood and all this stuff. I'm like, all right, I'm definitely on a trauma set. Yeah, I, I shot for a day and it was pretty fun watching Lloyd Kaufman. You know, he seems like a goofy guy. So you're, I know a lot of people are like, does he actually like write and direct? Like, does he, is he an actual director? Like what goes into a trauma movie? It just looks like, like a, <laughs> crazy and uh but yeah i gotta see lloyd direct he's very like uh all right do it this way all right we got it like he shoots very quickly yes um, because he doesn't have a lot of time or budget to waste so um but uh yeah i got i went down and shot for a day and uh the movie uh i think it's coming out there have been a couple screenings of it so Uh, so what is the movie called again because i get confused shitstorm shitstorm yeah trauma shitstorm it's a uh it's a parody of the shakespeare story the tempest so, okay, okay, cool. Because they did that with Romeo and Juliet, so that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have, you, have you seen that? And it's crazy. And uh, yeah, my one scene that got in there. And uh, okay, awesome. Every time oh, nice. Lloyd, he was like, "There's no one else who could have played this part." Like, and he always <laughs> gives me uh, he gives he gives me a lot of praise for the role. So it should be coming out at some point. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things we do always when we end our show is that whoever's our guest, we want them to re- uh, recommend a comic book for someone to read. Oh so, man. So since you are here and we have a few minutes left, please, what kind of book? I actually have it here with me. I've been going through it. So uh, this is a DC superhero that uh, was kind of big in the 40s and 50s. Uh, Oh, you know, would would be referenced every so often in in a lot of teams. And then um, was kind of, I don't want to say rebooted, but I guess reimagined in 96, 97. Uh, This is a DC superhero called Starman. Um, And this is the Jack Knight version of Starman. It's written by James Robinson, uh, art by Tony Harris. And uh, this is, uh, so there's an original Starman. This is his son who reluctantly takes up the mantle. And the original Starman had this weird helmet with a weird fin on it. And uh, he had a cosmic rod, which looked like a weird sex toy. (laughs) He kind of looked like a Christmas tree. He wore red tights with green in it and a gold star. And, uh, you know, Jack Knight kind of um, is kind of forced into the role. He's Mm -hmm. like, I'm not wearing the tights. I'm not, I'm not where I'm not using this weird cosmic rod. Like I want to do it my way. Uh, so he wears like cool tank goggles and a leather jacket and awesome. he does it. And, and he, his background is he's a, he's an antiques dealer, like um, uh, not just antiques, like tables and stuff, but antique toys and Hawaiian shirts and stuff like that. Like I really, really related to this character and what would happen, you know, maybe I had a family legacy of a superhero and it got yeah. handed down to me. But I think like this, they should make this into a movie for sure. Um, this, this was recommended to me uh, back in the late 90s by Scott Mosier, uh, yes, Scott producer. Yeah. And Scott's probably one of the coolest guys I know. So for him to be like, dude, you should read this. 
this is cool. So uh, I am. This is just the first volume of the trade paperback, which is like um, this is a treasured copy. I picked okay. it up. I've owned it for years, and I, I read it at least once or twice a year. Um, it is it is truly amazing. Uh, now there's six volumes of a, of an omnibus that you know if you want to get through them quicker, okay, you can. This uh, this is definitely one I would I would totally pick up. Uh, the other one I would pick up if you haven't read it. Uh, this is Image Skybound, our beloved Skybound. This is a book called Manifest Destiny, which reimagines reimagines the uh, the Lewis and Clark expedition. Oh wow! Uh, out oh, west. Okay. Uh, but with zombies and monsters and giant ladybugs and uh, all these fantastical treacherous pitfalls um, that they probably didn't run into in real life. But- <laughs> right, I'm sure, yeah. What if they had? Yeah, who knew? I, uh, <laughs> who's to say that what they wrote down actually happened? So, um, yeah, this is this is amazing. <laughs> okay. This is amazing. Um, you know, to, to go west and go through uncharted territory is pretty badass enough, but right. to do it if there are, like, like zombies and stuff running around. Yeah. Um, his way is even cooler. So yeah, Skybound's always on to something cool. Like I think they should turn this into a TV series for sure. Uh, who wrote that one? This one's written by uh, Chris Dingus uh, with art by Matthew Roberts. Awesome. So, cool. Yeah. Uh, I got volume three here, but I believe, you know what? I never even real. I was so happy with the book. I never even real looked to see who created it because they're geniuses. But oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Ming, thank you so much for taking the time. We really oh, appreciate man. it. I, I love it. Thank you guys. Yeah, uh, great. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, for sure. Keep going. And uh, yeah, keep reading. And uh, new comics will finally be coming back on May 20th. Uh, although, yes, you know. Yes. A lot of the places will probably be a curbside pickup. Yep. Um, right. Trying to get the stash to not only do curbside pickup, but to do comic book deliveries. I was like, wouldn't we? I, I was I was like, man, can't we go rent a Batmobile or something? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And uh, yeah, Walt and Mike are like, no, no way. Get him, get him, have get him in the, uh, the cockpit there. Just oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you guys need to think more like you're living in San Francisco than Red <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Ming, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. You guys, you guys are awesome. Thank awesome. you. Thank you. Hopefully we'll have yeah. you on again one day. Hey everyone, Baby Gabe here. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Ming Chen. It was great to be able to talk to someone who's not only been in the comic book world, but also in the podcasting world. It was a lot of fun, and I hope we'll have many more guests like him and Mike Hampton on the show. As Uncle Dad said at the beginning of the podcast, we are lucky enough to have our first sponsors of the show. Some of you may have noticed Uncle Dad said there would be three sponsors, but he only spoke about two. You might be asking yourself, is Uncle Dad getting forgetful in his old age? Well, yes, but not in this instance. Uh, I'm lucky enough to be the one to talk about our third sponsor, uh, and that sponsor is Sideshow Collectibles. If you're a figure collector like myself, then I'm sure you've come across Sideshow before. For those of you who haven't, Sideshow is one of the biggest names out there for comic book and pop culture collectibles. They have the most realistic and fine detailed pieces I have ever seen. If you go to UncleDeadComics.com and click on the Sideshow link at the bottom of the page, you can shop their amazing collection and every visit really helps out the podcast. This week's opening song was Head in the Clouds by Aerokid. You can check out more work from Aerokid on our new sponsor Soundstripe.com. If you want to stay up to date on Uncle Dad projects, you can follow us on Instagram at Uncle Dad Comics. If you're a board game fan, then check out my Instagram at Underground Meeple. I just did a review of a comic book game called Sentinels of the Multiverse. You can also visit my website at undergroundmeeple.com for in-depth board game reviews and features. Uh, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you all soon. What's up, everybody? This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man from the ISO Comics podcast. And uh, I just finished up an amazing episode on Uncle Dad Talks. And it's become my favorite comics podcast in the known universe on all Earths, on all multiverses. Uh, I, I mean, I have my own comic book podcast, but forget that podcast. Uncle Dad talks, everybody. Uncle Dad, Baby Gabe, I love you guys. Listen, subscribe, rate, and then do it all over again. I love you guys.